just dive right into it. What was uh, what was hilarious at the end of the stream? So 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 you're playing Riven at the moment. Yes, and I'm in the midst of playing Riven. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the suggestion on playing Riven, by the way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If Not you for would me, like obviously. to, if you would like to send us an email, <laughs> like lightly suggesting things that we may or may not be interested in playing, you can do that at the retro breakdown at gmail.com on this podcast, the retro breakdown. Hi, I'm time wander there. I did all the things. Nice. Excellent. I'm Tom. Uh, it's also important. That's a very strong disclaimer there that we may or may not play the game because you, I don't know if some, some of you don't know this, but last year Dean had a he was ending one type of currency on his stream, so he let a bunch of people suggest games that he could play, and he didn't quite realize that that would be nine months of playing a bunch of crap he didn't want to play necessarily. <laughs> I underestimated deeply the amount of currency people had compiled. And yeah, so I... when I put the like request to do stuff on clearance sale... And everyone started buying them. I was like, oh, no, I've gotten in over my head. Yeah, I, so I the entire like... latter half of last year was just like me having 50 or 60 different game requests for things that I had to do. You, you can there's a we did a podcast on the gems I selected, and that wasn't even all of the ones I selected because there was a couple that were going to be too hard to uh, get to work because they're old computer adventure games with. Oh, yeah. A big yeah, yeah. And a bug or something weird. I don't know. Uh, it looked kind of nasty, and then I also, now I know, and I actually didn't know at the time, or even until more recently, you you have a very strong aversion to gross things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah. Gross um, out stuff I'm not great with. But, at, so in Riven, Dean got to a point where he was learning how to count with a, a terrifying contraption, where, oh, yeah. you know, it like, it like eats, it's like kind of like two hangmen, except they're by their feet, and then... A symbol appears on the bottom, and then it ticks a certain number of times. And other than teaching you how to count, I don't understand its purpose in the lore of... Um, I am willing to bet. I think bet. it's just like a drinking game. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm willing to bet there's a big open spot in the middle where you put money down. Yeah, exactly. Money or maybe like just a drink. it is 100% just a gambling game. The sound effect that they use for the thing spinning is literally a roulette marble. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Uh, but and then at the end of it, I I now mind you, I know nothing about Riven and Dean knows nothing about the game. Other uh, than so what I, I've played so far. Which right, is so we, very little, it feels <laughs> like. I feel like my statement still stands. Yep. <laughs> so I know, hey, hey, I know how to count to ten. You know how to count. Yeah, you drew it down in your La Mulana notebook. Yep. I uh so as Dean was logging out, I noticed a series of plaques on the wall, and he had already saved and exit. I was like, oh my god, do you think those things on the wall are for learning the alphabet? And you were already doing your queue up like, oh, I'm done for the night, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, here's yeah I'm going signing And you're like, wait, wait, hold on, what? And, <laughs> and I counted the, the number of plaques going around the room <laughs> in what clearly appears to be some sort of schoolhouse. Yes. And yeah, there we are 26 count. symbols, and I'm like, god damn it. And then you're like, I'm definitely done with Riven for the day. <laughs> I am done with Riven today. Thank you very much. <laughs> Also, the fact that you called it a schoolhouse with a terrifying thing to... I Now that, that if it is a schoolhouse, and that is the thing that they're teaching children to count with, is even more confusing. <laughs> Listen. Riven, the planet of Riven sucks. I mean, I mean... I mean, like, 
from from that not the actual game the game is pretty fun to watch i'm having a great time watching you walk around the same corridor over and over again i mean i I mean that yeah like i think there was someone i think there was someone in in the chat who like there's always one or two people when i play like an old classic like this and they're like oh oh, cool someone's playing this i love this game so, like, there's always a couple of people who will find the stream just based on, like, someone's playing this obscure <laughs> old game. They get a notification in their inbox, like, oh, holy shit, somebody's playing Riven? Literally, what? you can do that. You can follow <laughs> know, yeah. certain games on Twitch and be like, oh, someone's playing this. It's And, and, and usually, and, like, I have a very, I have a very uh, storied history of being the only person on Twitch yes. playing the game that I'm playing. Well, especially with something like Riven, it makes sense because that's a game that if you played it in the 90s, I want to say it came out in mid to early late 90s, whatever. I believe it is 1997. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty up there in the, in the, yeah, that's right. Cause there's a huge, there was a big time gap between when Mist and Riven came out. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I know Riven, uh, Mist, I think is 92 or 93. Yeah, Miss more or less became like a pack-in bonus when you bought a PC mm-hmm. through a lot of different retailers. I don't know if it was with soft, maybe you know how sometimes like it gets bundled with Intel hardware or whatever. It was sort of like the killer app yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of PC stuff. And then there was, a, I guess, a handful of years between that and Riven coming out. I don't remember wow. where I was going with this. Um, oh, uh, we oh. were talking about how I'm the only person on, on Twitch playing whatever game that I happen to be playing at that time. Yeah, so so a game like Riven, if you played it in the past and you loved it, you that's an experience that you can't recreate ever. Yeah. Like, you can't go back into the world of, of Mr. Riven and be like, oh, man, I just want to experience discovering this puzzle again because it's like, yeah. oh, what's the point? I literally know the answer, so I'm just going to walk there and press the button or whatever it is. Yeah, right? and, and 100% it strikes me as the type of thing where, like, discovery... And figuring out what things do is 100% of the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, I once, mean, Mist- you, once you've seen it all, you can probably walk through the game in about 45 minutes and just, like, click on the things and move on. I mean, the speed run of Mist is eight seconds, I think. Because, <laughs> well, like, yes, where you start is where the... Warp. Yeah, because it's where you start is where the exit... No, 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 it's where you start is where the exit is. It, there's, oh, there's, and like, you just need to obtain the information to open to, like, the exit? So to, you like, just... press the buttons to exit, yeah. Yeah. So you just turn around and hit the buttons and it's like game over. It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, it could be a minute long. I don't remember. I just, I, I so I had missed as a pack in game and I remember playing it, booting it up thinking, wow, this game's so pretty and so cool. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. I'm turning it off. And I did that a whole bunch of times as a kid. Sure. Uh, so the first time I ever saw it completed was at a GDQ where someone did the speed run. I remember that hilariously one, fast. I think it was the, um, I think it was one of the updated versions though. Like one of the re-releases. Ah, uh, okay. I don't have a clue. Yeah, it's been re-released a lot. Yes, you it can has. even play it on the the DS if you'd like. <laughs> Fun thing about Riven, I actually looked it up to make sure that I was right about the release date. It released on Halloween, October really? thir- October thirty first, nineteen ninety seven, which means that effectively, it was out for two months of nineteen ninety seven, which was enough for it to be the best selling game of nineteen ninety seven. It was the best-selling game overall. That's according to Wikipedia. It Whoa. sold it sold 1.5 million copies. <laughs> you know that would make sense. It had to have done really well because that was how they got greenlit to do their next game, which was going to basically be Mist Riven MMO. Um, and that that there's a there's a storied history with that, which I didn't know anything about until I started looking into Riven a bit more. Like the when after they uh, after we were requested to do the podcast and. 
I'll talk about that. And I don't know whenever you finish with it. <laughs> there is. Okay. I'm looking over this now. There's no way that's accurate. What? There is no way that Ribbon is the best selling game of 1997. It may be the best selling PC game of 1997, but it is not the best selling game in a year that it shares with Final Fantasy VII. I don't know. Maybe Seven made its big like impact the next year in terms of sales. I don't have a clue. Yeah, I don't know. But I was thinking that too, is that it had to compete with, with Final Fantasy VII. You know, so another game that had to compete with Final Fantasy VII is Wild Arms. And oh, I'm yeah, playing yeah. through that on the PS4. So I they released some new premium version of their Surface, which I don't have. Uh, but I guess if you pay a certain amount of money, you can get access to PS1 games on PS4. Oh, as... yeah. They have their whole Game Pass situation now. Yeah. So they're doing what Nintendo does, where they're locking the old content behind the highest tier of paywall because sure. they know the people that want it will be like, yeah, I'll pay for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Uh, I had purchased it back on PS3, and that gave me the license to download it on PS4 and then play it on PS4. So that's that's actually really cool. I thought there was something wrong with the store when I looked at it. I was like, oh, Wild Arms, this is it's free. Oh my god, Wait, is there a glitch? I'm hold buying. On. I'm getting Wait. it. Yeah. So games that you downloaded and bought for PS3 are now playable on your PS4? Only because Wild Arms was re-released as part of their service. So if they were to say... Uh, okay, so if, they, it's, if it is already available through that service... You then can and, get it for and free. And you bought it, then you can just get it because it's yes. there. Yeah, because theoretically, if you wanted to right now, you who didn't have it on PS3 and who do not have the, the premium service could go on there and buy Wild Arms for PS1 for $10 right now on PS4. Okay. But if you already spent the money and bought it on the PS3, you know, X number of years ago, I think I bought it like 10 years ago now, um, They it's unlocked for free on the PS4, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. That they, that I did not expect that. I, I actually thought there was a glitch in the store. And so I was like, awesome, it's free. That's so cool. And yeah. then, then I thought about it for a minute. I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Why would there just be a glitch? Like, this would be on the internet. I can't be the first person to find this. <laughs> so I did, I, I, you know, did a quick search. And like, yeah, any game you bought on PS3 is automatically unlocked. It's like, ah, yeah, that makes, that makes way more sense. I am not special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes a lot more sense for it to go the other way. Like, you, you, <laughs> yeah. de- you definitely much more often expect the type of stuff that Ubisoft tried to pull a week or two ago, where they're like, oh, yeah, we're pulling Assassin's Creed Liberation HD off the off the uh, Steam store and off of, like, and if you bought it there, we're scrubbing it from your library. Whoa! So that would, they were going to be, like, the first people to... To actually, like, actively take the game away. Wow! Like, and it's a, it's not like a, it's not like an online or, you know, it's one thing to take the servers down for a game that needs servers. Yeah, sure. They don't want to be bothered with it anymore. They yeah. Like that's, that's an ongoing cost that they have to maintain. And if it's an online game that needs servers, then the servers have to stay up and eventually they're going to take the servers down. Yeah. That's whatever. just whatever. I don't, I don't love it, but I understand. Yeah. Um, but like. AC Taking Liberation <laughs> is a Vita game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That they that they made an HD port for like PC and console because <laughs> Vita. And it's just an Assassin's Creed game. There is no reason you can't just have that and play it. No like way. you want to delist it from the store? Fine, whatever, who cares. But, like, you're going to actively scrub it from the accounts of the people who actually (laughs) paid money for it? 
That's pretty hard. It's like we're taking it off the store, and if you bought it, too bad. You don't have it anymore. Sorry, dummy. <laughs> wow. That's nuts. They uh they backed down on that because people were like, What the hell are you talking about? But well, so it's, we're we're approaching that point of digital ownership where it's like it's gonna happen soon if they're even trying it. Because remember that's what yeah. happened with uh what's the the humble bundle folks, right? Remember mm-hmm. people were really angry with how they were divvying up how you could like divide up your money and like, yeah. okay, fine, you can have another year of or two years of doing what you want, but then they just kind of quietly did it later. Yep. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So I mean Yeah, it's it's, it's sliding. On the flip side of things. Sure. Um, a fun story out of Japan this oh. week. Um, so I don't know if you know the name Ken Akamatsu. Mm-mm, no. Ken Akamatsu is a manga author known for such series as Love Hina. Oh, yeah, Love Hina. I've, I've, well, I've never read it, but I've watched the, the anime. And uh, Negima. Mm-hmm. And more recently, uh, UQ Holder, which is actually like a, which is actually like a sequel series to Negima and is actually really, really good. Oh, cool. Um, so he's done some stuff, really, really prolific, really famous manga author, now a member of the Japanese government. Okay. He, uh, they had an election and he earned a spot in the, in the diet or the, like the Japanese equivalent of Congress. Yes. Yes. And one of the first things that he (laughs) said upon being elected is that he is assembling a task force for the historical preservation of all video games. That's sick. In a playable state. That's awesome. That You know, Pokemon is hiring someone to do something like that with all of their Pokemon stuff. Yeah, archive like everything. Right? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they want to have like a super archived. Like, because I just, they saw, I saw that they opened a position um, where you could, you could apply for, to be that person, to be like the data scientist to, to help them organize everything Pokemon. Not just the games, but like all stuff, like merchandise. Yeah, yeah toys shows everything so essentially like japan already has a version of this where they preserve uh like books and music yeah in a you know in a, in, a, in a historical sense so that it's like accessible mm-hmm. even if they go out of print or whatever and he is basically saying like we should do that with video games as well and we should preserve those things in a in a playable state because that's how they're consumed yeah, because what good is it otherwise? I mean, like, you can watch a video, but it's not the same thing as experiencing it. Right, right. That's not like, you listen to the music, you read the book, you play the video game. That's how you are supposed to be able to interact, like, interact with those things. Yeah. And he's basically saying, like, this is this is part of our culture, and we need to do this for cultural preservation. And, like, hell yes, people have been saying that for years. It takes a long time. Like, I mean, if it's it's, it's been years, but it's also been, it's like a a medium that is just finally starting to get right. recognized for how big it is. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's only been in the last couple of years and like how this year it's bigger than movies and music combined and stuff. Right. It's, it's yeah. And, and as we continue to move into a, as we continue to move into an era where these things are increasingly digital and therefore fleeting, mm-hmm. like there is no, you know, there wasn't as much concern for preservation before. Cause there were physical artifacts correct yeah you could like and like as long them. as you can as long as you can preserve one of the physical artifacts then like you can basically consider that medium that media to be preserved but if something is never actually imprinted onto physical media 
and it's just on a digital storefront and then it stops being on a digital storefront. Like if no one has that backed up somewhere, that stuff is gone. I mean, and it will be sad. And you're starting to see that with uh, with major developers and publishers, too, that are like, yeah, we made this game 20 years ago and we don't have the source code anymore. <laughs> like we we just have to rebuild this game because we don't actually still have the master copy. We don't have this code. It's gone. One of the most um, or one, one of the, the, the biggest areas where that was an issue is MMOs. And yes. that was part of. Like, they, there's a bunch of World of Warcraft. I mean, they have it for all MMOs, more or less. But it's, like, a group of people that are trying to recreate the original versions of Vanilla the MMO. Wow. Yeah, like yeah. Vanilla WoW and then the, all the expansions. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is, is that Blizzard actually used, like, the core that they created as sort of their basis for what ended up becoming, uh, what would they call it? WoW Classic. Oh, yeah. So, like, they ended up using... Now, mind you, of course, they never... They, I don't think they ever publicly said that, and they would never admit to it because they, you know, also sued all of these people. Right, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but, but uh, so so that is a problem if you, you know, if you want to have, is it a like, complete preservation? You know, do we need to have Farm Sim from Facebook as part of it? I don't know. Probably. He, I mean, he straight up said, like, he, he mentioned it separately, but he's like, we should have, um, like, old games he specifically said old games sure i mean well you're not going to get away with new games no no if you there's right there's still a way to make a lot of money from it then obviously that's not happening right but basically he said that like old games should be should we should have a way to archive and preserve those for for their cultural significance and that we should also look into ways to do that with online and social games yeah i think so even even if they're tied to the place (laughs) like like you can't just play them in your house because nintendo still wants to sell their you know their service to you i understand that yeah but as long as they're sort of in you know a uh a library somewhere on the planet then that that's at least good enough for me for now that would be cool yeah i i almost i wonder if there is a uh i don't think there are any laws that would that would have video games be subject to like public domain I don't have a clue. Yeah. Uh, Like, I don't, I don't know if that would apply. I don't know if there's lobbying going on that would make video games not apply to public domain. I mean, anything that would be close to moving into public domain right now is like, you you think about stuff in the early seventies. So like Pong. Yeah. What, what, how much of public? Yeah. Like space war. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I think that, that I think the, I think the statute on public domain is 50 years. Yeah, but I don't know that I like public domain refers to like intellectual property. So, you know, like characters and probably books and music of, of certain types. But like, I don't know, it, it sort of applies to everything differently. And every time it starts to come up, Disney makes it change so that they don't have to give up Mickey Mouse. No, they would never do something like that. So I don't I don't know where video games fall on that spectrum, but it's very interesting because I've always been it feels pretentious to apply a label to myself like video game historian. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but I really <laughs> am interested in the preservation of old games. This entire podcast, the reason we call it the retro breakdown is to sort of preserve the memory of older 
of older games. Obviously, we deviate from that when we want to play Metroid Dread or whatever, but... <laughs> but, I mean, generally speaking, the the general tilt of this podcast is like, let's dig something up and see about this game from 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to see old stuff and just, or play things from your childhood and all that. And, like, obviously, we're not really... I wouldn't say we're preserving the actual game itself, but like revisiting <laughs> no. it and, and just sort of like, I mean, talking about stuff keeps it alive. Yeah. Bring like bringing the awareness up of like, Hey, this game exists. Some of some games need it more than others. Sometimes we play stuff. that's like, yeah, everyone knows what this is, but, and then <laughs> no other times we play target of... earth that just <laughs> no pops up on switch online and neither of us even know what it actually is yeah, you know we're getting we're getting to that point where nintendo is going to drop their genesis games this month i mean i suppose we still have 10 days we still have 10 days <laughs> give, give at the time of recording month. yeah <laughs> well there's plenty of time don't even and that's assuming that they're actually committed to making like one drop a month which who even knows well they said they were with 64 but they didn't say anything about genesis that other company actually i think what they said about 64 is that more is coming they didn't say yeah they didn't say what, when or how often how. yeah <laughs> have you seen the trailer for this new uh netflix anime mm -mm. called like i the japanese title is isekai oji-san nope and i it has a different english title but the the idea is basically like this guy's uncle has been in a coma for however long, for 10, 15 years or whatever. Okay. And while he was in a coma, he was having a whole isekai adventure. Oh, wow. Where he cool. was like, where he was like a big hero and learned to use magic and all this stuff. And now he's stuck back in the real world. And now he's stuck back in the real world after a time jump and is having to like reacclimate to things. <laughs> And it's and it's hitting on all of the stuff like he wants to know who won the console war between Nintendo and Sega. <laughs> and his like nephew or whatever has to explain that like Sega dropped out of making consoles like 20 years ago. And he's like, no, shut up. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what it was like. That was and that, we touched on that last week when we were talking about Sonic Adventure and stuff. That's actually what it was when you first saw when you saw that happen the first time you're like, wait. Wait, this is on a Nintendo system. This is Sonic. Yeah, and I grew up with Nintendo, so, like, I had a moment of, like, ha-ha. We won. The, we did the it. The last bastion has fallen. <laughs> but, like, if you grew up, like, a hardcore Sega fan, you probably see that, and it, like, hurts you in your heart. You're like, ah. You, like, you, like you? clutch your chest a little bit, and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. I need my pearls immediately. Right? <laughs> And then for it to and then for it to have happened on the GameCube, which isn't even like it's not even like a good Nintendo don't, console for it to have it. come out on. Listen, I like the GameCube and it had good games, but from a sales perspective, it's terrible. Like yeah, it is like a it is like a step above the Wii U in terms of its actual market penetration. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't care. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it too. I like it didn't matter, but like historically it was not terribly successful that being said it is one of the consoles uh that will pretty much always have life because of super smash brothers that's true 
Super Smash Bros. will keep that thing alive no matter how hard Nintendo wants it to pretend like it doesn't exist. People <laughs> will never stop playing Melee. Melee will live on forever. Until like the until like the hyper, hyper optimized group of like 45 people who still play professionally start running out of controllers to use. Yeah, until right. Yeah, that's that is the end of it. That will be the end of the GameCube. Because apparently, like, they can keep making GameCube controllers, but apparently there are some players that rely on a defect yes. that is present in, like, 1 in 50 GameCube controllers to pull off a particular trick. And they just, like, refuse to use any controller that doesn't have that, that like, rare defect. And eventually those will just stop existing. It's true. So, like, I don't know if they just, like... Yeah, then what happens? I don't know if they just adjust to a post-defect world, or if they just... Is it just game know, over, man? Do they... Maybe they just learn how to play normally. Oh, God. All the, <laughs> all the, all the melee players just, like... <laughs> they just play the game the way it was intended. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> the tournament God, why items. don't you just turn items on? <laughs> yeah, I just... That's exactly... We both said the same thing. <laughs> man, I love playing with items. Oh, man. <laughs> smash is fun but like the smash community is freaking weird yeah well, yeah and that, like and i say that as someone who joined tournaments in college and actually like made friends with a couple of people who played regularly sure yeah like that was that was fun for me but like seeing the way that that smash community has i will generously use the word evolved but i think devolved <laughs> is probably more appropriate over the last like 15 years is yeah yes upsetting i i gotta say i have no idea what the community is like at this point i i didn't like it when i was in college and i remember reading whatever the smash board form was at the time being like god these people are all so pretentious jesus christ and that was you know 20 years ago so i sounds like they haven't gotten better with age one of the most, like, one of the most prestigious and well-known Melee players on Earth. Yeah. Uh, a player by the name of Hungrybox. Oh, yeah, I've heard the name before, yes. Uh, just got banned from a bunch of tournaments because he showed up to one while he was puking blood. What? What? He was, he was like, throwing up blood and was like, no, it's fine, I'm gonna go anyway. And they were like, dude, you have to go. This is not okay. I, that's so confusing, though. <laughs> I I don't, I didn't look far <laughs> enough into it to know why. I think he said it was just an ulcer. But like, okay. I, mm. So, so he's just done now? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think he's, I don't think he's banned permanently. But I think he's banned until they get a read on whatever the hell is going on with his health. Yeah, that, seems, that seems reasonable. And whether he's spreading the T virus at melee events. That would be cool though. Come on. We could all, no one would tyrant. even notice the difference. <laughs> we, we could use a little tyrant in our lives. <laughs> oh man. At least this at carries least on the, uh, this carries from the, uh, an older story about how uh, Magic the Gathering tournaments had to adopt a rule where you can be disqualified 
for not washing your ass. <laughs> like if you're too smelly? Yes. <laughs> because not, okay. So it sounds like it's like, oh yeah, these smelly magic players who like never take a shower. But there were apparently people who were showing up like intentionally. Oh, to make them like bad to play against. Yeah. Like as, as like psychological damage. Where it's like, it's it's a distracting level of stench to, a, to like, mentally affect your opponent. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess Or in true. some cases, it was so bad that people would just resign so they could get away from the table. So they had to pass rules where it's like, if you're doing that and no one can literally stand to be within 10 feet of you because you smell too bad, we will disqualify you. So wash your ass. I don't know what's wrong with people. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun stuff. That's nuts. Boy, what else is going on this week? What are you up to this week? Let's move out of uh, weird gaming news stories for the time being and, and, and move into the more micro. I have started a, a thrilling adventure in a, a free-to-play game with, with Kyle. Oh, okay. Are in... you playing Genshin Impact? No, I am playing Shop Titans. <laughs> the hell is that <laughs> it's um you can play it on steam right now or okay you can play it on your phone and i guess it's being released in the epic game store i don't know it came out a few years ago and you basically just it's sort of like do you remember reseteer yes it's like a cell phone version of that where you okay. run a shop people walk in and buy crap and then you have adventures you don't actually control the adventuring part it just sort of happens and you're just trying to make money and that's it and i I'm i've never seen that but yeah, it's, it's honestly great. It's a single player game. The the uh, they assault you with buying stuff. Of but course. Then they put it in the corner, and it's not really that egregious, to be honest. Sure. And, sure. Uh, in a lot of ways, although very expensive, what you're paying for, it's mm -hmm. kind of this is weird, but it might be better than a lot of other cell phone games that are like use the gotcha element because there's no randomness. Like you're just buying what you buy. Oh, it's just like just pay money and you get this. Yeah, so like there, you know, there's premium adventurers that you can unlock naturally. It just takes a long time, sure. or you can just shell out twenty bucks and buy them right away, which is a lot of money to spend. But but at least you, you are you getting know exactly what you, you want to get, yeah. right? So if you're mad at it, and and there's no competitive, there there is no, it doesn't matter if the other if someone's spending a thousand dollars in this game and someone spends zero, like it sure. changes nothing. Okay. You may not be able to be in the best guild because they might say, "Sorry, we only take whales or something." Sure, yeah. Um, cause there's like events and then I imagine if you spend money, you can go through the event way faster cause you can make things build faster if you spend like the premium currency. But if you just mm. play it casually, it's, it's chill. Like I have it on the background right now. I'll just click over and click a few things every now and again. Um, and so a bit of an idle game. It's totally an idle game. That's yeah, how okay. I'm treating it. Yeah. Cool. And I, you know what? As an idle game is good. I will admit I got suckered in and spent like 10, 15 bucks right away. Cause I was like, I, and then it was Kyle's birthday and he had never spent money in this games and he had been playing it for like three years. So I, I gave him a $20 gift card to, uh, uh, well, actually I think it was $30 to, to the, the play store for his birthday. He's like, dude, I've never spent money in this game, but I'm so excited too. Cause it's not mine. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, so he was able to buy one of the premium. I mean, I players. honestly like a, a free to play economy, as long as it is, the the problems that I have with it is that is when there is that random element or when there is that element of like sort of 
pushing you to like just spend more and more and more over and over endlessly and then like the, the, the subscription tiers and all that stuff yeah anything that's trying to like push to get like endless amounts of money out of you i have yeah. an issue with that but at the same time yeah this game definitely if you does are that. putting out a game that you can just enjoy just fine without paying any money and it's like here's some extra stuff you can get if you want it yeah i generally yeah. don't have a problem with that they 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 definitely want you to buy they have like a monthly subscription thing sure um and they definitely want you to do that so there are some things that it's a little bit like yeah that's a little bit on the edge of being you know more predatory than not um yeah but at the same time you can just stop playing it if you don't want to play it right like it's it's i don't think it's as bad as a gotcha game where you spend let's say you spend a hundred dollars and you get that gives you like 25 pulls and there's a chance you don't even get what you want like a pretty high chance you don't get what you want yeah and i think the the big difference there is that when you have that sense of randomness when you have that sense of like just put in one more and you might get what you want that is pulling on a that is pulling on a very particular set of levers yes where you are you are pulling on a gambling addiction exactly yeah that that is that then becomes exploitative because it's easy to say like well you just you know you could just not do that or you can just like not play that and it's like but it's much for if someone has an actual problem with gambling it is not as simple as saying oh just we'll we'll just stop correct so yeah, like in fact that becomes really really rude yeah <laughs> like not even rude it becomes why don't you just stop smoking <laughs> like that's not how that's not how these things work that's yeah. why they make a lot of money there's there's literal <laughs> chemical there's literal like chemical dependencies going on that make me unable to stop yeah there's a reason these why these types of things make a lot of money it's because you can't just quit yeah exactly so anything like but i think that's more prevalent when you do have that sort of gotcha system when you do have that sort of like when you do have that sort of like hey just pull one more maybe you'll get what you want yeah do it one more time you'll get it this time and maybe that is a that is slot machine mentality yeah and maybe that becomes more prevalent later in the game or something like i don't know maybe there's something that i haven't unlocked yet because i haven't done that much and i'm um i'm at the point now where it would it's where they like a thing takes like you know 40 minutes to make and you can only make five things and if you want to play it actively you would have to spend money or do something to make that sure okay so it's timer based right so i'm at the point where it's like oh this is perfect now i can put this on in the background and check it out every like it's it's actually so fun when i wake up in the morning because like oh man i get to go see if anything sold on the auction house or sure, whatever. yeah it's exciting and i do my thing and then then i'm good for a couple of hours mm-hmm. um go yeah i get it it's it like you do the, it's it's sort of the like signing in to do your dailies type of thing yeah watch number go high yeah <laughs> number number do up yeah <laughs> so that's what it is uh i i kyle's been asking me to play it for a bit. he's like dude you should check it out you're gonna like it a lot and i was like no i'm not playing a cell phone game he's like dude just play it just you're, just try it out I was like nope not happening there's some downright he decent was, stuff on right. cell phones there just is i'm playing it, it on steam so you know what it's not a cell phone game kyle. that's you know what fine <laughs> no i think that like cell phone games got pretty good when they stopped trying to be not cell phone games <laughs> There are some yeah. games that work really well for that interface, and you know, yeah, the worst is trying to play like where they have like the, the the virtual joystick, yep, 
on the screen. Dude, this is a nightmare. Get this off of here. Yeah. Yeah. Awful, awful playing experience. And please, please, please don't redo the art. Please don't, please don't Square Enix your art. Yeah. Just don't do it. What the heck is Square Enix doing with the... Uh, the 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 pixel collection. How are those not on any consoles yet? I yeah. don't know, but really shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> as right. I you know, as yeah. I am actually connected to that company, <laughs> it's not like I have had internal discussions with them where I was like, "Hey, what's going on with this?" And then they gave me an answer. So I don't have anything to share. But like, I should probably like you know. Just in case something happens. There's Just a, probably, like, stay out of particularly detailed discussions about their inner workings, just yeah, in yeah, case. Because yeah. I, I figured that they were going to release it at the Tokyo uh, Game Show, because isn't that, isn't that in a month or two? Yeah, I um, think it's usually, like, September, October. Basically, whenever they announced it for Steam it's is August. when I figured they're going to announce it for the consoles. For whatever reason, they just wanted to wait a year. Not sure. But it, it that what you're talking about reminded me of, I guess there was... The remember the Avengers, um, what what what's what what type of game is that? The Avengers game that came out, the live they, service game. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The Gas Avengers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess they had a new character. It was like the the uh, Lady Thor. No, oh yeah, Lady that's Thor. right. They call her the Mighty Thor. They even made the yes. joke in the new movie. I apologize. Um, and I didn't see they that were, movie yet. It was it was okay. Uh-huh. Um. To, to be honest, the it's it's hard for me to get too hyped up about them because I'm waiting for them to do like what's the next team up gonna be? Like the movies are okay yeah. in themselves, but what's fun is being like, Haha, look at all these characters that I know on screen together. That's cool. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like that's what I care about. I don't actually care that much about the the individual characters that much. Like legitimately, the MCU ended at Endgame for me. Yeah, that's that's how it's felt for me a lot. Like, Once, it, it wrapped up that phase of things so much that I'm like, well, I mean, they're still making Spider-Man movies. They're still, they got Doctor Strange. We got a Thor movie. Spider-Man like, these movies good. are all out, and some of them are apparently really, really good, and I just haven't seen any of them. Yeah, I like I liked Spider-Man a lot. That was great. I heard yeah. I heard great things about that. But, but I mean, Doctor I just Strange haven't touched it. Um, But I also, like, haven't watched hardly any movie in the last couple of years, so. Yeah, that's true. The the so I'm I'm waiting for them to announce like hey oh hey guess what we're finally gonna include uh, the X Men and all that stuff because yeah they they got X Men going like a while ago yeah but they gotta wait right it's like what happened with Star Wars like they bought the Star Wars license and then it wasn't a few years until they made Episode Seven they gotta Uh, they gotta go through all the planning to like work it in naturally yeah they gotta figure out how they're gonna market it later that's the more important part okay we can make the movie but how do we make the billions of dollars from merchandise right exactly including it in our park that (laughs) requires planning yeah the movie the movie is forgettable maybe (laughs) they literally like they literally could have just dumped whatever movie they wanted six months after buying the rights but there is you know you gotta get the you gotta get the marketing machine to to start creaking to life yeah the real money comes later yep and yep. the mcu is big enough where actually the real money is up front also which is kind of a boon for them yeah but yeah. the if it makes if you think about it if it makes that much money in the movie theater then it's only going to make an ungodly amount of money after the fact right because then it's going to be all of the if you saw the movie in the theater and you liked it or you didn't like it you, you'll still see merchandise later and it might it's going to hook on more people the more people that saw it in the theater and yada, yada right yada. yeah 
Um, it's like a, every like everything's exponential. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I would think. Not that I have inside information. I that's mean, how I that's picture just, it working. That's how we understand how merchandising and marketing goes. Yeah. Is like having someone see it in the theater is just the first step. Yes. It is it is it is the entry fee. It's like a theme park <laughs> charges you the entry fee, but they're really gonna make money off of you selling you like fifteen dollar bottles of water. Yeah, or or here's this uh cool toy you totally want for fifty bucks, but it costs us, you know, three dollars to make. Yeah, exactly. That's Buy these the, overpriced the souvenirs, get the fast pass, here's twenty bucks for parking. Yeah. And and if you want to eat, you know, because you don't feel like starving. Yeah. You better you better take out a mortgage buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if you want to eat at a restaurant. <laughs> so it's all like it all stacks in from there. The movie ticket is just the is just the the cost of entry. Yeah. Everything uh, else after that is like, you know, the merchandising and buying the DVD and buying the buying well, now, the, the toys and the. I was gonna say Lego has gotten so shirts. big that it's even like, hey, we got you can buy the Lego. The Legos, yep. All that stuff. But what I was gonna say is that they so they had a new character. They had the Mighty Thor as a character, and they had a oh, popular yeah. streamer, I guess, streaming it. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the stream, I guess there was some downtime, and he started talking about, oh, my acting coach my voice coach was talking about being the voice of um she hulk and like how that's like that's going to be a character in the game and he was on with the developer and the developer's like nope we haven't announced anything about that (laughs) we don't announce things oh no it was like we don't announce stuff so that's no whatever it was and i wanted to say well, you do announce things because you're playing this before it's released, so technically it's an announcement, but that's fine. Uh, but it was this awkward moment where the developer probably should have been like, oh, that'd be a good idea. Like, he, like it should have been flipped as opposed to making it very yeah, awkward yeah, yeah, sounding. Yeah. I didn't watch the clip. I just read the text. Like, I read a, a write-up of what had happened. Yeah. And it sounded uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Uh, I remember there's a... There's an old... Um, there's an old interview with, oh God, it's, um, it is, oh, who's the guy who plays Banner in, in, uh, in Bruce Banner. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mark Ruffalo and Don Cheadle are yeah. doing, uh, are doing an interview about, um, oh, I remember yeah, I about remember Infinity War and I, man, I really like. I really wanted to call uh, Mark Ruffalo Jeremy Renner, who is Hawkeye. <laughs> oh yeah, that Hawkeye. But it's, yeah, like not correct. Yeah, so Mark Ruffalo, who seems drunk, <laughs> oh no, is like I don't know that he necessarily is, but he seems like very affable and way too comfortable. Yeah, and he's just doing this. Uh, he's just doing this his interview, and he just sort of jokingly says like. They're talking about like a character who died in one of the previous movies or something, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you should watch the next one." Half of ev- I everybody dies in the next one. <laughs> he literally starts saying, "Half of everybody dies," and Don Cheadle's eyes just go wide, and he's like, "Dude, you, hey, don't, don't talk about that. We're not supposed to. Don't, don't say anymore. Don't say anything. Stop it." <laughs> and we all like it's kind of brilliant because 
we didn't have any context for what that meant beforehand. It was just like, uh, it's just like the, the, you know, to throw you off the trails, like, oh yeah, everyone dies in the next one. Sure. Which like, normally you'd be like, obviously not. But then Infinity War happened and you were like, oh, he was actually saying half of everybody, literally (laughs) half of everybody dies. I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but that movie's like six years old now, and not, everybody know. knows about the snap. I think it's fine. That's that's one of those ones where anyone who cared would have already seen it, I feel yep. like. And everybody who didn't would have had some asshole spoil it for them a month after the movie came out. Right. I mean, it's 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 not like an old movie that you might be interested in hearing about, but you never saw. Right. I think it's right. new enough at this, like for right now, currently, where you, you, you know already. It's, it's sort of like having... Uh, you know, you know, like Snape and Dumbledore and all that yep. stuff. Like there's a there's an old Penny Arcade comic about when they were doing the King Kong, one of the many King Kong remakes. Yeah, and one of them, like one of them, uh, casually drops the part about how Kong dies. Okay, and the other one's like, "What Kong? King Kong dies? Thanks a lot for the spoiler, asshole." <laughs> and they're like, "Come on, you cannot be serious about this." All right, here's another one for you. Have you read the Bible? Here's a spoiler. Jesus dies. Because <laughs> it's like at a certain point, there's a there's a statute of limitations where it's like you you are societally expected to know these things. They are part of our culture. Yeah. Unless you're a kid. Unless you're a kid. Right. I mean, you could be from a different culture. Got to got to got to respect people's spoilers. That I, I suppose like I like in a one to one conversation, if someone is talking about being excited about watching all the Marvel movies for the first time, yeah, I'm you, not going to mention Thanos. I'm just being difficult because we haven't had a chance to be difficult in a while. You know, it's been like a week. Well, if you'd like an opportunity to be difficult, I can pull up a, I could pull up an email oh, that really? we can be that we can be difficult with. Yeah, let's let's try it. In a minute, because I didn't actually have that ready. It just seemed like a good segue. Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Okay, we might actually get through this one pretty quickly. Uh, we have a whole backlog of of messages from Swoggles. Thank you, Swoggles. Thank you for providing the Swoggles question hour. Yes, exactly. Um, truly, truly is what it is now. If uh, if anyone else would like to guest star on the Swoggles question hour. <laughs> You can send those in to theretrobreakdown at gmail.com. I already said that in this podcast. I'm actually saying it twice. Which is good because we didn't say it the last couple of times, I don't think. We really didn't. And I don't think we've introduced ourselves for like months. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I guess I just expect that you know our voices by this point, which is silly. Because <laughs> um, if there's like one new person every week, they're like, who are these people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's fine. It's all fine. I'm Time Wanderer. He's Tom. Just as yep. a reminder. Hey, I stream. Name. He doesn't. No, I don't. I don't use Twitter or anything, actually. And sometimes like I've I seen you to. stream before, but it's usually like DDR. Those are actually fun streams. True, true. I, I have I have been known to stream the occasional DDR. All right. So we might go through this quickly because um, I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if you have a particularly well-formed opinion on this but luckily if you don't we can just kind of skip it and move on to the next one awesome um so we'll hit the music 
And Swoggles writes in and says, I was wondering about your take on a more modern game. I played Cyberpunk 2077 on release on PC, and it was a blast for me. I had about a half dozen friends who played it at the same time, and we all universally enjoyed the heck out of it. I know on base PS4 and Xbox it was trashed and probably should not have come out on those systems, but I was wondering if either of you had played it, and if so, what were your thoughts? Uh, so I I own it for a base PS4. I got uh-huh. it in December for $5 from Target, okay. which is an excellent price for the game. But Chisi and I have, we played it for about five hours, and then Christmas happened, and then she left for Brazil for several months. So we haven't had mm. a chance to go back into it. But I'll be honest, even on the base PS4, I was having fun. And and I felt like I shouldn't have been, because it's, it's, it's not a mess anymore. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's nearly as buggy as people were talking about. And I've heard it's been improved. And this is on the base PS4, mind you, and I was having a good time. We didn't have any crashes. We didn't have any, like, problems. Like, sure, mm-hmm. the, the streets are fairly empty, which, I you know, but I'm playing it on hardware. It shouldn't have been released on in the first place. Sure. The story is whatever. It's it's kind of what you expect from a fun cyberpunk open world adventure. Like, I don't know. I, I am excited to play more of it. There is just so many games to play right now. And it yeah. requires both of us to be able to play it because I don't want to play it without her. Sure. But overall, I don't know. I don't have a big... I don't, I don't, I don't have a strong opinion either way at the moment because I haven't played it enough. Like, 10 hours is not that much in a game like that. And... Uh, but if I had to say right now, yeah, I like it, especially for five dollars, which sure. you'll probably be able to buy it on PS4 forever, since it has the reputation of being really, really bad on there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It does. It seems like a game that you would never play or want to play. I had a, I had a really, really interesting approach to it because it was it was getting hyped. Oh, yeah. Right around the time that I was starting to learn about my aversion to open world games. Because mm. it's not something that I've always known. I really liked Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. You know, I tried my hand at Oblivion and Skyrim and at first just took that as like, oh, well, the fantasy setting doesn't really do it for me. Sure. But since then, I've tried other similar games. Like, I never really got into Fallout 4, which people, a lot of people would say that, like, that's partially just because it's fallout 4 yeah i mean so i played a lot of fallout 4 and i was one of the people that's like man this game sucks compared to the other fallouts but i still loved playing it which right. is i realize is weird you know it's one of those things where it's like yeah this game could be so much better but it's still fun yeah so i mean it, like it's fine to still like if the previous game in the series was a nine and this one's a 7.5 you can still have fun with it yeah it's well and you have to just expect it to be different than yeah. what you had played before right like, it's not going to be more of the same because they changed it to be more action-y and, like, the character the character building stuff is not nearly as exciting right? Uh, as, as it was in previous iterations of, of Fallout. But, but no, there that's, was that's a, beside the point. Yeah, there was an era, like, probably, I'd say probably in the early 2010s when I was playing a lot of those types of games. Yeah. I was, I was playing, you know, I was playing a lot of Fallout. I was dipping my toes into Oblivion. I was trying out, I was playing Assassin's Creed games. Holy crap. (laughs) Like, like I was playing those games and enjoying them. And there came a point where like, I would play a bunch of them a lot and then I would start one and then just drop it and play something else. And you're like, and then maybe come back to it. Like it took me a long time to come back and finish Assassin's Creed three. 
Okay. And then eventually I played Black Flag. How did um, you like Black Flag? It was all right. It's the last it. Assassin's Creed game that I played, but I actually had I actually had a reasonable amount of fun with it. Huh, but cool. at the same time, it was just like, I've played this before. Yes, correct. The sailing is fine, but like, <laughs> the sailing is fine. It's fun. But the, the guts of this game are something that I played before. Sure. So Cyberpunk came out and started being a thing. Started being like really hyped up, like heavily hyped up. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was so excited. I, I had the game pre-ordered originally. Then I was like, I'm canceling this until I, I know it's going to run on the PS4. And I'm really glad I waited a year to 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 pick it up. It was right around the time that I started dropping enough of those, whereas where I was like, I don't think I like this style of gameplay anymore. Yeah, that's fair. for the longest time. I was like, man, I really need to play Witcher for Witcher three. I think I bought the Witcher three with the intention to play it like three different times on three <laughs> different platforms on sale. <laughs> Like, I think I've spent, like, they were all, like, on pretty deep sales where it's like, yeah, oh, I got to get it for that. Cheap. Yeah, it's like, it's like, that's that's also in one of those $5 uh, boxes every now yeah. and again. But I think that, like, all told, I've probably spent, like, $40 <laughs> on, Witcher 3, yeah. on buying different copies of The Witcher 3 <laughs> and have never once started playing any of them. <laughs> Not even turned it I, on? I, I've never turned it on. <laughs> So I looked at I looked at Cyberpunk and was like initially swept up in the hype because I was like, wow, that looks amazing. That looks so cool. That's a really interesting concept. Yeah, CDPR did great work with Witcher 3. So like (laughs) and they've got a they've got a good reputation as a as a publisher, as a company, because they still (laughs) they do not. But at the time, they no, were I know, like, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, at the time, they were the I did a whole paper in college about about CDPR and starting GOG and being like anti DRM and anti um, like like pro consumer policies. Yeah. Anti anti like limitation and and ridiculous restrictions on on the things that you buy. And, you know, for the longest time, they were posed as one of the good guys. So I was all in on like, hey, it's a, you know, it's a company that's easy to root for putting out this thing that looks really cool. It's got a it's got a neat style. It's got, you know, now it has star power because I guess Keanu Reeves is going to be in it. That's cool. And then about midway through the hype cycle. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I'm going to play it. (laughs) <laughs> I have to be honest with myself. It still good. looks cool, but this is exactly the type of game that I'm not going to play. And mm-hmm. I hope it's still really good for the people who like it. But like, I am, I am officially off the hype train. Cause I, not because I think it's going to be bad, which. Mm, right. But because like, it's going to be bad for me. It is yeah, not going that's, that's to be totally different. Yeah. It's, it is it is going to check a whole bunch of boxes that are on a whole bunch of people's lists, but they're, that are not on mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. And then it started being controversial. And my issues with the controversy do not have anything actually to do with its performance, with the promises, with it being pulled from the, from the PlayStation store, with the performance. I don't care about any of that. I mean, oh. I do. I like I think it's kind of crappy that they forced it out the door in that state. But I started turning on it about a year before it came out. Uh, how come? B- 
because I was seeing um, I was seeing the the news that was coming out of CDPR where the employees were like help were being crunched to death. Oh, yeah, that's I forgot about that stuff. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, we're they basically were like, OK, we're trying to be humane about this, but we are crunching to get this thing out the door. And then they delayed it. And it's like, okay, so are you delaying it to give your employees a break so they don't have to keep crunching and working 100-hour weeks? Yeah. No, they just have to work more 100-hour weeks. (laughs) And then they delayed it again. Yeah. And then they delayed it again. And there's a word, I, I follow a number of creators who are like formerly game devs or QA people themselves who have inside knowledge on this. Oh, okay. There is a, there is a specific term for like crunch everyone sort of expects when there's like the you know you got a deadline coming up everybody knows what it's like to put in a little bit of extra effort to hit that deadline to get everything done on time yeah literally for anything for any kind of project no matter what it is yeah everybody knows what it's like to have a week or two that are just really rough because you're just trying to get everything in under the wire sure and that's fine yeah, I mean, that's that, like even just normal life stuff. Like, I don't know, yeah. birthdays or Christmases that can happen. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally, totally. Like, I understand that. And I think that it's acceptable to have a limited amount of time where people can be like, you know, people can sort of opt into that for a certain amount of time because mm-hmm. you can put that extra effort in. You can, you know, you can take the limiters off and drive it up to 110, 120% for a couple of weeks when there's an end in sight. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Like if there's can, like a purpose for it. Yeah. We just got to get it done before this time and then we can relax. Mm-hmm. What happens when they tell you we just need you for a few weeks to put in some extra effort and then they delay it for three months and then you have to keep going? Yeah. Yeah. Then it gets then it, then you're in a, a totally different category. That is no longer crunch. That is then a death march. Yeah. Well, and then and then you're looking at the what's coming next. And if you're behind on this, then the what's coming next you're behind on. Mm-hmm. So that means it's a, it's like an endless cycle at that point. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it became an endless cycle of, it became an endless cycle of like them telling all of their employees that they have to keep crunching and working 60, 80, hundred hour weeks. Yeah. And then delaying the game. So they have to keep doing it for longer. When like the whole point of that is like, we just need you to do this for a little while because there's some stuff that needs to get finished. But then it just became long-term inhumane conditions, mm-hmm. which they then started just lying about. Yeah. They would get the, they would get the supervisors and the, and the executives to come up and be like, no, everything's great. Morale is great. Everyone loves working here. There's, you know, conditions mm-hmm. are great. And meanwhile, anonymous sources from within the company would talk to journalists and basically be sending out SOS letters like, please help. Please, for the love of God, get me out. So that was the that was the side of the story that I saw for like the entire last year of development. And I was like, I I am double upset because these were supposed to be the good guys. Yeah. Yeah, you felt you felt like you got kind of like hit in the gut because you, yeah. you wrote a whole paper about them, like you said, like you're like, this yeah. is awesome. These people are doing all this cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're so they're very pro consumer. They get it. They're like they're the good guys in the industry. Yeah, they're pro and then it turns spending. out. Yeah, and then it turns out actually they're a corporation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So here's the thing: none of that 
has anything to do with the game or your appreciation or enjoyment of the game. But I am very socially active in that way where it's very easy for... I was ready to turn my nose up at the game anyway just because it was like, yeah, this isn't going to hit the... This isn't going to hit the boxes that I want. Yeah, regardless of what the company... Regardless of whether it it could be a 15 on 10 game and it's still just not going to be... Do you... Real talk. Hold on. Interrupting. Do you think there's ever been a 15 out of 10 game? No. (laughs) Like, what would that entail? Like, a a game that, like, is so good that its quality (laughs) transcends its genre and makes me play it even though I'm not into it. There is is one that that I can think of, and that's Resident Evil 4. And that's a a Resident Evil 4 is Dean's 15 out of 10. I mean, you know what? Actually, what I know about you and and your aversion to gross, spooky stuff, it is kind of freaking amazing that uh, you 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 uh, you played Resident Evil Four a lot, repeatedly. That's what I mean. Like on multiple platforms. I think I played it on. I think I played it on GameCube, PS2, and Wii. Yeah, I did not play the. I did not play the HD remasters, and I don't know if I'll play the remake. What about what about VR? No, your favorite. Absolutely setting. not. Your favorite setting for video games. Listen, it was hard enough for me to get through it having the separation of a screen. I'm not putting myself in the world with the man with the chainsaw. Coming oh, I, I, I wasn't even thinking of the spooky aspect, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. <laughs> I. But yeah, that's like I. I wouldn't say that's like my favorite game of all time, but like. Talking about a game that is just so good that it's like, oh, I don't like this style of game at all, but this game's really good regardless. Mm-hmm. And I really like this despite hating everything that it's about. <laughs> yeah. Like RE4 is that game for me. Like that was a game that I played on reputation because everyone said it was really good and it is really good. I don't play shooters and I don't play spooky games and that's a shooter spooky game. And it influenced basically every third-person shooter that came out after it for the next 15 years. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's funny because I played it when it first came out, and I was like, yeah, this game isn't really for me, but I, I like. The, I want to play more, but I didn't care that much, I guess. I don't know. And then I played the Wii version with the motion controls, and I fell in love with it so much that I, I played through it. I did 100% of everything you can do in it, basically, on the Wii version, but not the original. <laughs> To the surprise of absolutely no one, the Wii version is my least favorite version. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> That's why I'm bringing it up <laughs> again, because I think we've actually talked about this a few times. So circling back it. to cyberpunk, I yeah. my entire taste on cyberpunk was soured by the news cycle, mostly because of the actions of the actual publisher. Sure, yeah. In terms of the way they treat their employees. Um, I can see that. And that is a sensitive thing because a lot of the hate, a lot of the hate and criticism that comes down on games like that ends up being levied against the employees, the people who actually make the game, especially when it comes out in a state that people aren't happy with. Yeah, they're like, oh, they should have worked harder. (laughs) Yeah, the people who the people who have gone through hell to put this in a shippable in a shippable condition in the first place are now having to bear the brunt of of death threats. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's some that's some next tier psycho babble for me. Like, I mean, that is 
Man, I really want to swear a bunch today, but I keep trying to stop myself. <laughs> I've said asshole several times, so like... Yo, yeah, yeah, but there's sometimes some swears seem there's, like... There's levels, there's tears. <laughs> and, and it's how it's said, so, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Yep. it's. But anyways, that that is a whole nother level of crazy where, where, yeah. you, where you could... I know, like, but that's the kind of discourse they have to deal with. And it's like, yeah. ultimately, you've got these people who are absolutely heartbroken because they were working for years on a thing that they really, really, really care about. Um, and then yeah, I mean, think about that for a second. This is something that they're not just for most people working in the game industry. It's not just a job. It's not like stocking shelves at Walmart where it's probably not yeah. your dream, right? Like this is somebody, this was their dream was to make this video game. Yeah. For a lot of those people. It's like something that they've been, cause they've been talking, uh, they've been wanting to do cyberpunk for a really long time as a, as a company. Cause they had some ideas early, like way, way before. Yeah. Like 10 was... years ago or something. Right. Exactly. But they're like, Oh, we'll wait for the right hardware, blah, blah, blah. So this is not a, this is not just something that they threw together because they thought it would sell well, like through a Netflix algorithm. Right. Yeah. Like, this is, this was a passion project. So for them to have it then come out and have spent so much time and then have people not only dislike it, but then write to them being like, you should, you know, do horrible things to yourself. Then, wow, that's that's and, so insane. Totally and not insane. like the worst part is not just that, like most of the time, the issue is not you failed to deliver on your promise. Yeah, it is that you had the project ripped away from you knowing the problems with it knowing right. what's wrong with it yeah like knowing how to it. fix it and what you need to do to make that happen yeah but you were not given the opportunity to even but do you it. were not given the chance the people in the people in suits said it's time to start making money on this now just make it go yeah and so they were like okay i guess let's yeah, I mean, make it as good point? as we can with the time that we're given are you sure we can't make it better and the people in suits are like, nah, money, though. <laughs> hey, and it's like, well, it'll probably make more money if we make it actually better before. It nah, money, though. We need money today. <laughs> right now. Literally, the shareholders are waiting for earnings in this quarter. So stop working on the game. D stop, stop, stop making it better. Stop it right now. Stop. <laughs> How dare you for trying to make this playable? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the people who are in who the people who are in the the office trying to make it good, trying to work on it, trying to trying to improve it are the ones who are probably the most heartbroken over it launching in the state that it did and also the ones who end up getting the all of this of crazy crap. all this, like this crazy, crazy feedback and criticism. And yeah. So I have to be very careful to make sure that I'm setting my criticism of the company and its decisions on how it treated its on how it's treated its employees and the handling of this game differently and and make sure that I am, you know, setting that apart from I know that the people who worked on this game gave it everything that they possibly could to make it as good of a game as they could. Yeah. And they made The Witcher. They have the capability to make a really complete full featured game under the right circumstances and they were just not given those circumstances one one day i'll i might play through the witcher 3 i've started it and stopped like three times tldr i didn't play cyberpunk 2077 and won't but i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah that's cool I'm, and it, it's it's uh i i look forward to uh i'm it's, it's cool to hear that people have enjoyed it 
because then it's like, yeah, well, I'm not completely alone in thinking like, hey, this doesn't seem tragic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think the I, I think the really hot period for people criticizing it has passed, and now it's just kind of. Yeah, now that like the the disappointment and it's not as trendy to to hate on it, people can actually just talk about it as a video game yeah. where it's like, hey, it's actually not bad. It's just that, you know, they built on this hype cycle of making it like the world's greatest video game. And then it was, you know, a little bit messy and a right. little bit underwhelming on the promises that it made. I think the I think the only game I can think of that was billed to be the greatest game ever and then came out and actually blew everybody away is Elden Ring. Yeah, that, there there was a... People were super excited about that. That's true. We're like, then, I mean, it's it's not the only... Like, Breath of the Wild is probably also in there. Where it's like... The Breath expecta- of the Wild's gotta be one of them cause, just because it's had such a huge... Yeah. Like, expectations. and then have, but, but still, a lot of people were really... I mean, I don't know. I remember there was a a random maintenance person in my apartment. I had the breath of the wild box there. Mm-hmm. And he, I was like, Hey, I got to get over. There. I was like, okay. So I just took the box and tossed it to the side. And it was like the collector's edition box. I was like, Oh yeah, it's good to see you treating the box that way. Like that game sucked. Didn't it? And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so confused. Like, Oh yeah, I don't know. it was cool. I liked it. <laughs> He's like, nah, that game sucked. I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Random <laughs> maintenance man. It was so weird, but he was he was really happy that I tossed the, the collector's edition box aside instead of like placing it down very gently or something. <laughs> I mean, whatever whatever gets his jollies, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, but so yeah, I, I don't have those. that kind of vitriol towards cyberpunk. I wish that I I like my opinion on CDPR has changed because of their because of their treatment of employees, but. Otherwise, like, as with basically any game, I may not particularly find it to be to my taste. Sure. But if anything that you can, you know, derive some fun from is okay with me. It's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do want? I guess it's, yeah, from, I, uh, I guess Pokemon. that's a, <laughs> I guess it's that, that awkward pregnant pause we have not had we have it's been a while (laughs) is about as good of a segue to a break and pokemon puzzle league as we could ask for (laughs) boy this game's cringe it's beautifully cringy though it's so beautifully cringy (laughs) it it like i don't think i have ever seen a like a TV show tie-in game with this much like synergy to it. Did you know that this was not released in Japan? I did not know that, but I'm unsurprised to hear it. Me too. That's how I was. I was like, wait, what? Oh, because it was it was supposed to be paneled upon, uh, right? And then that didn't happen. It eventually was released on some collection for the GameCube in Japan only as like an unreleased 64 game, I guess. I'm not sure. But Pokemon Puzzle League was not a game that was ever released in, in Japan. It was only America and the EU like six months which, later. Which is why it is so slobberingly devoted to the, the Nintendo. Yeah, the, the to English. Specifically the English translation of the Pokemon anime. Well, and it's why all of the... So someone, I saw a comment one time 
that kind of was true if you were looking at the game today where all of the assets look like it was some freeware game that you got with a you know windows 98 oh yeah like, like download like because it's the assets are clearly just ripped from the tv show none yep. of them like everything's all kind of blurry and weird looking and partially part of the partially because it's the n64 but also because they didn't need to hire anyone to do any art they just took stills from the show yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's no, like, a aside from the blocks, there's no actual animation in, in the game at all. No, and, and even, even like, like if you win or lose, all it does is go from a still image. Like, if you, did you do the... To a uh, different still image. To a different, yeah, yeah, where it just jumps from Smiling Pikachu to, aww. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pikachu. It's such, it is, it is, I don't think I've ever played, played a game that is more phoned in, but I didn't care. Yeah. That's true, because Panel to Pawn is still a... First of all, Panel to Pawn, excellent puzzle game. Yeah. Awesome mechanically. So like, this, it's brilliantly a, put together. It is a puzzle game that's fun to play even when you're terrible at it. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just basically... I'm pretty much playing the game as if I'm only looking for three in a row, and then if I happen to see something else or if it just does it magically on its own, I'm happy, which means I'm very bad at the game. Uh, yeah, because there's a, there's a high skill ceiling. Oh, it's, I think it's huge, to be honest, especially in this one with the 3D mode, which is so cool. This 3D mode is actually really cool. It's super difficult. It's very difficult, but I, I had a lot of fun playing it and then yep. failing after like 10 minutes or 15 minutes every single time. Yep. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And and it's a, I, I, there was a, I was looking up, I was trying to just look up some history of the game and I, I came across an old uh, GamePro review and someone had the audacity to say it was, you know, another take on tetris and i and i i listen no listen that's like that's like saying that i don't know football's a take on soccer or like hockey is a take on basketball because the the basic goal is you know a team where you have to score points it there, is it's not even close to the same thing it just happens to have blocks it is the like games writers have been doing this for decades this game is the dark souls of blank <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which is true. just shorthand for it's kind of difficult, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this game, game is Souls-like, which Souls -like. is to say that, like, it's, you, you, you'll the combat's kind of difficult and there's a stamina meter. <laughs> you, you, might, you might have to retry a boss a few times. Yeah. <laughs> From a checkpoint. That's, yeah, that's effectively what that means. Yeah, you're going to have to learn what the buttons do. So in this case, like, you know, calling it a calling it a take on tetris Dude, or a, a or a tetris. successor to tetris or get or out of here with that a tetris like a take on tetris it means it's a puzzle game <laughs> yeah, dr just... mario and panel to pawn and curb and and puyo puyo and every damn thing is a, is a tetris thing under that definition <laughs> they just don't know what they're talking about uh take on tetris. it does it doesn't help the the panel to pawn game on Super Nintendo was actually just called Tetris Attack. That, <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. Because that was actually a thing that we did in the industry in the 90s, where everyone knew what Tetris was, so to sell any other kind of te of puzzle game, they would just call it Tetris something. It would have, it would have been a mistake not to. <laughs> Realistically, like, who can blame them? Yeah, yeah, Tetris is a big deal. I mean... At the end of the day, Tetris is still my favorite puzzle game. If I'm going to sit down and never play a puzzle game, I'd rather play Tetris than pretty much anything else. As it is with most people, and that's fine. 
but I really enjoyed playing Pokemon Puzzle League again. I, I had I, I played through like the story. I was on easy, but I played through like the 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 Coliseum mode, the the badges and stuff. Yep, yep. I played some 3D. I Boy, how of... terrible do those badges look! It's awesome. It's so awesome. It's so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Everything in this game looks bad. It really, really does. <laughs> and it, like the depictions of the actual Kanto badges are whatever. But then you get into like this weird Elite Four where it's like two of the actual Elite Four and then Richie. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, oh man, Richie and Trace. Like you can pinpoint exactly what part of the anime this is. Because it's like Richie and Tracy are in the show. And it's like, oh, <laughs> Tracy. Y'all remember Tracy? No. I sure didn't. I sure didn't. He was the guy they tried to replace Brock with because the the showrunners in the in Japan were like, we need a like Brock's got the whole like slanted closed eyes thing and he looks too Asian. So we need to replace him with a character that American audiences will like better. And American really? audience were American audiences were like, who the hell is this Joker? Where is Brock? I mean, Brock was way cooler. Brock is also probably a sex offender. Yeah, he is, but he was I like Brock as a kid. I didn't think about him as the Yeah, it like he was. Yeah, you see it you see it later on and you're like, "Oh no." I mean, good oh, luck I getting... I really like Brock was really funny at first, but oh no. I mean, if you, if you if you pull the, if you pull real or put real life into a lot of anime, yep. it starts to it's all kind of It terrifying. falls apart really quickly. <laughs> it's like uh hell, you don't even real need to fast. put real life into a lot of them to make it uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> oh that actually i'm gonna i'm gonna totally you know go on a oh, tangent we don't I did do actually want to mention this before speaking of putting real life into into nonsense yes um jesse and i binged an anime that i am not sure if i'm recommending or not but i'm gonna just describe it real quick oh, it's okay. called birdie wing golf girl story and i like it it is I the, like the closest name. thing you will possibly be able to see to an anime adaptation of Battle Golfer Yui. I was about to ask you, is this Battle Golfer Yui? <laughs> By the way, go listen to that podcast if you haven't. Yeah, that's a, that's a good podcast. Um, so it's it's obviously not like they're most of the characters are not cyborgs, but but there is a moment or two, um, the. The initial, the initial, uh, without giving too much away, the initial tilt of the story is this, this girl named Eve with a mysterious past plays, you know, illegal underground golf. Yes. For money to, uh, to pay for the, to, to help raise enough brother. money for the orphans. Yeah, for the orphans, yeah. For the orphans and uh and gets tied up with the golf mafia oh no and does big dumb golf battles on like this sounds awesome big dumb golf battles on like the the big interchangeable course where all of the like the course is completely randomizable 
because they show all of the really bad CG of the tracks and stuff under the course, like pulling big plots of ground away and then yeah. moving in new things and, and sealing up so they can like put the, the sand trap in different places and, and do all these different like ground formations <laughs> by moving different like track, different pieces of land in and out on the tracks to like make a fully randomized course. <laughs> and it's that, but also like very, very thinly veiled, like girls falling in love over golf being, being cute lesbians. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's terrible. It's like, it's bad. It is not a good show. It is too, it's too much. And a lot of it doesn't make any sense because it's like too over the top. And it's like, wait, how did we get here now? What's going on? But I, we watched 12 episodes of it in about three days. Oh, that's crazy. So that's a, that's a thing. Now back to your regularly scheduled Pokemon puzzle league. <laughs> I'm not sure how I got there from here, but I, I wanted to talk about that. Cause that was a thing that happened this last week. <laughs> That show is called Birdie Wing, or full name Birdie Wing Golf Girl Story. Golf Girl Story. Anyhow, I, 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 the, she find... literally has. You know how Yui had the whole thing where she had the catchphrase that she would say to everybody. She'd be like, "You'll be burned with black flames." Yes. This Eve literally has that thing. She has a whole theme to her golf style and she keeps telling people that she'll pierce them through with her rainbow bullet. Dude, somebody, somebody enjoys. They know. Golfer. They gotta know. They, yeah. Somebody knows. That's, yeah. That's beautiful. I, I, I want, I want to play more uh, games like that. I do too. I need, I need, I need more games. Bring that... me, bring me more weird golf visual novel RPGs. <laughs> I need, I need more games where you're playing it and everything's okay. And then you get to a certain part of the story where you're just sort of like, what the, what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Cause that ending, that was on a whole nother level. Of, it of was a, that was, just... I was not, no one was ready. <laughs> Man, thank you. Thank you, internet for helping me find that. All right. Uh, so anyway, yes. Um, Pokemon. Puzzles. Did you do the spa part? Uh, the, the, the spa section of Pokemon Puzzle League. It's where you have to clear. Oh, the uh, line a... clear game. Yes. So I played, I did the badge, the the actual like 1P story mode where it's like yep. versus. Yep. Like you did. And then I did, I did the spa where it's like the Team Rocket one. I really like that. Line um, clear is my favorite. I think. And then of, I did a little bit modes. of puzzle, but it, the puzzle starts too easy. So it's yeah. like I did like 10 of them where it's like move the one block over to the only place where it can go. It gets a lot harder later. It sure um, does. I remember that they get really complicated, but I got through the first 10 and I was like, man, I don't feel like doing like 25 easy puzzles just to get to a wall where I get frustrated. That's so that's how I felt <laughs> is that I did a bunch. And then I was like, man, I'm too stupid for this. <laughs> far too dumb for puzzle games i'm just gonna go spin until i get three and then sometimes like hey you cleared eight in a row i was like oh awesome yeah 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 
<laughs> I I will say that I played on hard because I actually played a ton of these games when I was uh, when I was younger and thought that I would have a harder time getting back into it. Yeah. Than I actually did. But like a lot of the a lot of the strategies and the and the. Like, I don't know, there's a there's a vision that you have for it where you can just kind of see how things line up and you can just kind of see where the where like the combinations are going to happen or where you can get four or five in a row. Like a lot of that stuff is something that you get after playing for a really, really long time and learning how, what those things look like and recognizing those patterns. And I was like, I'm going to just play really casually and probably not pick any of that up. And within like about 20 minutes, I was like in there. <laughs> I was like, really, I was like really going for it. Um, Hard mode on the versus hard mode on the, on the versus uh, games was weird. Oh, okay. How come? Because I kept expecting it to be harder. Ah, okay. Um, and that sounds like a humble brag, but what actually happened is like, I would feel like I wasn't playing very well. And then it would end. And then the opponent would just top out and I'd be like, oh, 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 really? Is hard the highest difficulty? Uh, there is an unlockable extra hard mode that you get after clearing it that I did not try. Because one of the things I read about was that they were when they were making the game for the 64, they were having a lot of fun with because they were using the power of the 64 and like what the new processing gave them and everything and that they mm. could do more stuff with the AI. And so that because of that, they decided to make higher difficulty modes and that the they were just saying that the highest difficulty mode utilized all of the like what the 64 could do at the time. So right, I don't know right. if that would be a lot more difficult. Mm, who knows? I imagine. Here's the thing. So the. The verses never got particularly difficult. And I think what generally happens, because every once in a while, I would hear like, you know, you hear the chains coming from the other side and it's like clear, clear, clear. Like you, you start getting the Pokemon sound effects, right? (laughs) And they start getting really excited over there. (laughs) And then you get the, you get the huge fanfare. It's like, and then like, 15 different sorry sorry i did a fanfare they're like oh we love fanfare yeah and then like 15 lines of like of weird garbage blocks drop down on my screen right (laughs) so every once in a while that would happen and then i'd have to either dig out of it or just start over you're like oh oh okay this is happening now yeah um and i once in a while that I would just go through and that just wouldn't happen. And I would play for about a minute and a half and not really get anything good set up. But, you know, you get a couple four in a row, a couple five in a row. You get a couple of uh, you get a couple of chain combos that drop in the right spot. But nothing like you don't set up anything big or you're not getting them as often as you feel like you should to be mm-hmm. like really playing well. And you're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and then it just doesn't. And I feel like what ends up happening is the AI gets confused because they start setting up these huge chain combos and then you drop like a couple of things on them and they're like, okay, I got to reformulate my strategy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like like that dropped in the way. So now we have to do, (laughs) you know, now we have to ruin the previous plans and it just isn't good at like adapting. Yeah, that that makes sense. So I feel like that's what happened a lot. And I just won a lot of matches that I didn't feel like I should have. Sure. Yeah, you basically outsmart. You broke the AI by uh, playing by- at a competent level, barely. <laughs> yeah. 
But then what, I did the, the spa thing with the line clear game and Team Rocket. Yeah. And I blew through the first three stages of it. Like, yeah, me no, too. I, it was, it was, it's actually, I'm not good at them. And I thought, I, uh, so the last, I did the one where James is in a 2 2. Oh, yeah. Um, good times. And then the next one where it, they're in like rocket uniforms. And I think that's where I was like, okay, I've had enough right now. But I didn't feel like it was difficult. Um, yeah. So at about stage four, at the end of stage three, it was starting to get a little bit fast at the end, I thought. You get a, uh, you get sort of a boss battle against, uh, do you remember Butch and Cassidy? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the ones that I, the, that's where I, um, that's where I stopped, was right, that boss fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the rocket, uh, the, the rocket grunts that are actually competent. Yes. Um, so on hard, boy, does that move really fast. Oh, really? Like left unchecked it, like if you don't hit any buttons it basically tops out in about four seconds <laughs> holy crap so like That's you fast. just have to you just have to keep the you just have to keep the chains going at all it's what it, like at all times yeah you gotta it's one that of those things puff. where like if you have a moment's hesitation where it's like i don't see something you're done immediately you're done yeah it was like i would have a you have to just be scanning the thing and know exactly where your next move is. And if at any point you don't, it's like start over. It's not happening. <laughs> so that was really tough. And then after that, it beca- it goes into 3D. And those then got really difficult. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back and fight the and, and fight the the, uh, the 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 boss battle one time that I could see that being fun. And then the last, last boss battle against Giovanni spoilers, but not really, because come on, um, it has the same features as uh, the, the Butch and Cassidy boss fight is basically like instead of clearing up to a line, there's like a there's a health bar and you just yeah, have to. I saw that. You have to like keep clearing uh, matches until the health bar is empty, ah, which is okay. essentially the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's, you know, the timing is a lot tighter. Um. So the Giovanni fight is the same thing as that, but it's in 3D and equally fast. Holy crap, that's nuts. So it's like, I I sat there and timed it because it was so fast. It is just like, it is rising at the speed of like, you are pouring a a glass of water out of the tap. That's nuts. It's like that speed. So I timed it and like, I think approximately three and a half seconds. From like go to topped out crashed. Right, right. And the only way to slow it down is to make uh, is to make matches and specifically to make matches of four or five or combos. And you just have to be doing that constantly until space. Yeah. In in 3D space and watch the entire 360 and make sure none of it tops out. And the versus uh, the versus mode has a really nice way of handling um, of handling topping out where it has that little that brief moment where everything kind of squishes. Yes, yes. Like there's a moment where everything just kind of like squishes and it's like you have about a half second to make this go make, away or you're done. Yeah, like make one more play before yeah. before it's all over. And uh, the Giovanni fight doesn't have that. It is touch the top and it's over instantly. Wow. So I think all of them, I, I think the entire uh, line clear game 
just doesn't have that uh it doesn't have that like grace period it is it is just straight up just you gotta you gotta just not let it touch Mm -hmm. and uh that was by far the most difficult thing that i did in the game um that was the only thing that i had to actually do a save state in the middle of the stage to beat dang (laughs) but i enjoyed it it took me like an hour but i had fun with it i like it's just a really it's a really good puzzle game and the 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 pokemon trappings from the from the anime are so just gloriously like tacked on yeah i mean dude it's it's <laughs> it's so uh it, like like the the opening cutscene where it's just you know ash at the pool mhm and they just change what's being said <laughs> I was going to say, is that just a clip from the anime that they just redubbed? It has to be. If it was because, only, like... I don't remember it. I, I, I'll admit I've, you know, I've seen the anime, but it's been a really long time. It's been a minute, yeah. Uh, I don't have a clue, but I feel like that just has to be from the show that they just changed the, what was said. Especially because this wasn't released in Japan. Yeah. Because who would have done the art? Yeah, right? Like, it wasn't I'm surprised here. they even got the voice actors. Yeah, but maybe they just pulled the clips from the show. I I mean, Is it there can't anything? all be that because there are there are bits where like the the, the opening cutscene has something about oh true Oksane no you're right talking you're about right. like a special puzzle battle no you're right you're right you're right they 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 definitely do talk about uh the puzzle the actual game itself so yeah. yes they 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 did pay the it was probably like after recording an episode one day like hey take five minutes and say some lines please yeah exactly. <laughs> I will say you gotta you gotta take this back to like two thousand or whatever this, wherever this came yeah, out two thousand and um and really think about how it would have felt and how it did feel seeing clips from the Pokemon anime that you were probably super into at the time yeah playing on your N sixty four yeah it was cool I remember like, it I remember being blown away by that at the time. But now it is like watching season one Power Rangers, and that is like, boy, this is this is hard cringe <laughs> to go back and watch. <laughs> Jesus, it is. It's it's excellent. It's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> it's honestly exactly what I wanted as well. <laughs> I don't. I, it's it's weird. So the, the the only problem with doing a puzzle game for a podcast is that there really isn't much to talk about outside of. Oh, I've got something else to talk about. Don't you worry. Oh, really? How much of the music did you recognize? The only thing I cared about is when they started playing the, uh, the, 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 the theme song when you're saving it, like when you're picking your game file. Oh, really? Did you not have the To Be A Master for Kids album? I didn't have the album. That is like numeral two, capital B, capital A, master. Oh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, but no, I didn't own it. Oh, I okay. Just, I just, you know. Yeah, okay, I may have listened to that obsessively as uh, a uh, as a preteen. Okay, okay. And all of the freaking MIDI in that game. And it's game, MIDI. <laughs> all of that terrible MIDI in that game is just a, a, a MIDI-ized version of tracks from that album. 
Oh, the meme. And I had... I'm not a lyrics person. I'm not the type of person who remembers lyrics. I, I don't sing stuff. Mm-mm. I, like, if I'm hearing a song for the first time, I probably can't hear what they're saying. Sure. Um, I had lyrics playing in my head while I was playing the game. Because <laughs> those, that dumbass kids bop bullshit is seared into my brain for eternity. <laughs> That's so awesome. And if I wasn't worried about copyright, I would be ending the podcast with it. God. But I am, so Let's you're getting it nitty. anyways. Let's just play it anyways. Screw it. <laughs> I mean, it would be like one strike, right? Like, it wouldn't be that big a deal. <laughs> I'm legitimately kind of curious if... Uh, I'm legitimately kind of curious if the... If the that old 4Kids album is even, like, on Spotify. Because that's really, like, if... Does, like who who owns the rights to that at this point? Who's making money off of to off be of, a master uh, off of Team Rockets rocking? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Oh, the Coke Brothers, Coke Records, own it. So there's a decent chance that they would care. That makes me want to. Hmm. Well, it says Coke Records. I don't know if that's Coke Brothers or not. I I could be wrong. I just said that because I know that name. But Michael <sighs> Michael Cock. Uh, yep, that's. <laughs> Oh man, is that one of them? No, oh, you know this guy looks different. He's from Switzerland, and he's only forty. Is this yeah, no, this is different. That's a different. That's a different. This is, one. This is a different. Oh, maybe that's not spelled the same. I don't know. No, it totally I, is. That is totally the spelling. Yeah, because this, this guy. When a... I, I saw, I looked up Michael. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name, so I don't know. Anymore. I think it is Coke. Um, and I saw his photo. I was like, this guy doesn't look like a douche. <laughs> Like I mean, nice he still owns a multinational media company. So it doesn't make you a bad person. It's a bad start. I, I, that's not fair. That's not fair. Come on. Listen, I'm not saying that everyone necessarily is. I'm just saying that it's like, you know, it's a bad first impression. <laughs> fair, fine, fine. So maybe they would care about to be a master, but maybe not. Let's see if it's on Amazon Music. I'm kind of curious now. <laughs> An independent Austrian record label recording studio and music distribution company that specializes in German folk music and popular classical music recordings. Of course. And, oh you know, God. and the four kids Pokemon album. Dude, dude, I got it. I got it. Hold on a minute. I'm going to send you a quick image of something and I will be listening to this later. Uh, it's uploading. on. There we go. <laughs> You see that little that little box on the right side of the image? Streaming unlimited? <laughs> it is apparently streaming unlimited on Amazon Music. To be a master. Yep, there it is. All oh my god. 13 songs. They're all bad. They're all bad. They're all bad, even the poker rap. No. I I mean listen. It's about it's about nostalgia, it's not about if it's good. Yes. I didn't say I don't like the poker rap. Yeah, I gotcha. I just said it's objectively bad. <laughs> I had a, the, the thing I played a bunch as a kid, I had a tape, um, like a cassette of a Ninja Turtles live that I listened to a mm. lot. And I just remember there was a song, it's like, we're coming out of our shells. And, you know, it's supposed to be like a coming of age sort of thing. But if you think yeah. about that's it, messed up. Turtles should yeah, not For turtles, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not supposed to do that, you guys. <laughs> like, don't do that. Let me see if I can find an image of it. Uh, turtles live. 
cassette. I have it somewhere at my mom's. For me, it was like... Oh, shit, this is it. There yeah. was a good year or two of my life for during which, like, the soundtrack... My, like, my soundtrack was this album, the Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, spa- that song's rad. And, um... Like... I had the I had the bewitched single roller coaster. <laughs> I don't know what that is. They had like boy, they had a they had a pop single in the late 90s called Say La Vie. Okay. And Roller Coaster was the single that they followed it up with that no one cared about and I had that one. <laughs> That's awesome. But by, by the way, And I, I played that a lot, but even at the time I was like, boy, this is kind of dumb. But okay, sure. <laughs> I sent you two images. One is of the the coming out of their shells cassette, which I had, and the other one is something that is like, oh my god, that's literally Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yeah, that's Nightmare Fuel. Turtles. If you want to see it, Turtles Tunes go- featuring Tur- the Turtles Cowabunga Melodies. <laughs> that is that is straight up the mouth open. Um, cowabunga is not an adjective. Cowabunga, dude. That, like, you can't call something a cowabunga melody. Apparently that's just not true. Because <laughs> they did. You can't do it and be right. Well, I don't know. No, <laughs> honestly, this, this coming out of their shells cassette is actually more disturbing. Because it is Mikey just actually bursting through the middle of a turtle shell. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is either like it's one of his brothers like is that murder it's definitely murder (laughs) dude these these this this 90s turtle promo stuff is awesome cowabunga reading is awesome (laughs) see okay but that's okay though it is it is cowabunga is an exclamation it's like it's something you say like wow or like amazing or go <laughs> no you're right you don't you don't say like turtle tunes featuring the turtles wow melodies <laughs> they're cowabunga melodies bro no <laughs> no I, I need to show you this and i understand i feel different... like if we talk about this for any longer it's going to like we're going to gravitate from i'm going to just take the midi from the from the game and play that as the ending audio to like <laughs> screw it let's just use the let's just use the actual track from the from the from the album to like we're Here's eventually some... going to get vanilla ice going go ninja go ninja go yeah, i was about to say the pokemon the pokemon podcast is going to have the obviously it's going to have the the pokemon song in the beginning but then it's going to end with some random turtles coming out of their shell song yeah I sent you another one. I know it's from a different, it's in a different language, but I saw that and I, my first thought was Kelzones. And I was like, man, was oh, it yeah. Ninja Turtles Kelzones somewhere? That sounds awesome. I was like, oh no, I'm just dumb. <laughs> it is just, uh, that's Kawabunga. I don't know what that says. Legit, oh. we have a we have a restaurant here called Melt. I've heard, yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think we took you to it. We did not go, no. Um, But it is a, like. You didn't like me enough. It is a place that you go if you want to eat food that is ridiculous and then feel sick. That sounds that sounds great. Um, but and they melt. did actually have a Ninja Turtles themed sandwich at one point. Oh yeah. Which is a sandwich filled like it is a it is a giant sandwich 
stacked with, among other things... Turtles. Pizza rolls. Excellent. Like Tostino's pizza yeah. rolls. <laughs> of course. I mean, what else would you put in a sandwich? And a pest and like a pesto sauce to make it green. I would eat that for sure. I'm I'm looking up Melt Barn Grill. Yep, that's the one. Oh, it's in Cedar Point. How about that? It's a satellite location. Technically. So Melt uh, did, Bar and Grilled because they oh, it is primarily barn, start I, with I, grilled cheese. I apologize. You're correct. Let me look at the menu here. Let's check out the full menu. They probably don't still have the the Ninja Turtles thing because yeah, that was like I a limited that. thing. That looks like it's like a it looks like a stuffed sh- pasta shell in a sandwich. Yeah, I, they do have one that's basically like a lasagna sandwich. Yeah, you know, my, when I eat lasagna, my first thought is usually, you know, let's get you some bread. I mean, often it comes with bread. Yeah, but I mean, like the, the lasagna itself could be between some bread. If you just had two giant pieces of garlic bread and then just slapped the lasagna between I the pieces the of garlic of bread. I I mean, generally everyone would. Ultimately, what Dude, you're doing with the psychotic. garlic. It really is. It is. It is out it's, of control. It is out of control food. I yes. want to eat it. We I we have to go. I cannot it wait is, to eat it and then it not is do anything for the challenge day. level food. <laughs> like we will not we will eat this and then we will go back to your place and just just rest. No talking, yeah. no words. Rest <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will just be it'll just be an evening of resting, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever that means. Dude, a half a sandwich is a challenge. <laughs> I promise you this. Uh, that's I. That's a challenge I'm happy to to accept. Well, then we. we that sounds Holy like a plan. Crap! It actually. It's so. It's. It's borderline gross. Yes, some of them actually <laughs> are over that line. <laughs> the others. One here that looks like no. That's nasty. But I would. I would still. I'd still. You know. I'd. Get, I'd give it a try. What's the point of living if you don't get sick once in a while from a, a choice you make? <laughs> I love the sandwiches that are, it's like a grilled cheese and they're like, okay, let's stack the grilled cheese and then let's batter that and dunk it in deep in a deep fryer. So it's like a giant deep fried sandwich. Oh, here we go. I actually have the, uh, I didn't think they would, but they apparently still have a, uh, the turtles. Well, they have it on the menu because it's like a seasonal thing. So I don't think it's available, but they do actually still show it on the menu. So you can actually. Just in case you want to feel bad because you can't order it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need that for sure. The fact that it's green makes it healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works, right? It most definitely does not. <laughs> but if you're at if you're at this place, you have thrown being healthy out the window. I'll have to get back to you on that one. I'm not sure if that's how that works. <laughs> I think my brother ordered it and actually really liked it, so. <laughs> I mean, it's this is the kind of food that you eat, and and like you said, you, you're not sure if you feel good about it <laughs> as you're oh, eating you're it. Oh, you're absolutely <laughs> sure that you don't. <laughs> oh, but man, like, the one so little bad. synapse that's firing from your taste bud to go, your go, brain go, is go, like, go, no, go. it's good. No, it's fine. Everything's go. good. Don't worry about more, it. More, more. more. <laughs> don't think about it. What's that? You're feeling sick. Eat it again. There's only a little bit more. Just finish it. <laughs> yeah, just, you don't want to take that home. Yeah. Who are, who who takes their... If you take it home in a box, you know you're not going to finish it. It's just going to sit in the fridge and you're going to waste it. You don't want to do that. It's good It's good now. You have to eat it now. To be fair, I I take food home and I eat it always. I usually do. 
I I I like eating. It's leftovers. it's very very rare that I don't eat the leftovers. I mean, it would have to be bad or something. There is a there's a weird thing with me and Jesse where like I am always thinking about eating the leftovers first. Yeah. And like if there's leftovers from a previous day, I will always think about eating it the next day. <laughs> but Jesse is the type to go and prepare food for both of us. So like I'll be thinking about like, mm, I'm going to I'm going to heat up those leftovers later. And then Jesse will come up with something that she just made and be like, here, I brought you lunch. And it's like, thank you. (laughs) But that kind of ruins my my plans for my. But I mean, like, I'm not mad at it. Like, what kind of what kind of person is like, how dare you? (laughs) It's like, I can't believe you made me lunch. This isn't what I wanted. And like, throw it on the floor, throw it on the ground. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, now that the leftovers are just sitting there. Yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm always thinking about going after it first, but Jesse doesn't really like to go eat leftovers as much. She's better about it now than when we first met. Sure. But sometimes it's like, I will want to eat the leftovers. Oh, yeah, I love it. But then I'll be like, well, maybe Jesse wants them. These were these were technically hers. I mean, I'll wait until oh, yeah. she maybe if she wants to eat them together. And then, like, three days go by, and then it's, like, completely dried out and not good anymore. Yeah, I'd probably just heat that shit up and eat it. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I tried it with like, I tried it with like some French fries and they were just like, they were like curly fries. You got me there. I have thrown out French fries that have. Because they dry out to the point where they're just little bricks. You're, you're, you, you, you hit the one thing. That's true. But like (laughs) when. A day or two later. Yes. When I was four days later, they are inedible. So when, when, when Leticia was in Brazil and I was, you know, I had to prepare meals for myself like an adult. And sometimes I did. But most of the time I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. So I, you know, I'd have like oatmeal for dinner because that's just hot water. And I didn't even like prepare normal oatmeal. Like it was just literally hot water poured on oats and then some like maple syrup or something. But uh, a couple times, twice, I ordered <laughs> like $80 in delivery food from this pizza place because they had a bunch of great deals and that way I wouldn't have to pay delivery fees. And then it just sat in my fridge and I ate it daily, but it was like a week. So by the very last day, everything was, you know, dried out and getting there. But I was like, this is delicious. Mm-hmm. This heat up is great. Yep. So I am I am all about uh I'm okay with that 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 fridge. <laughs> what happens to pizza in the fridge after, you know, a week? It's fine. If you heat that thing up, it's all good. Yep. You, you don't even notice it. Then you dunk it in some sauce or something. <laughs> you do generally have to moisten it. Yeah, like a little a just bit. like a little bit. <laughs> But French fries, to be fair, if I have French fries, I almost always eat those right away because yeah. I know that those won't last. It's like, got to eat them. You got you have a, you have, like you said, you got a two day window for the fries. Otherwise, you, you're either going to have to eat them out of principle or you're going to throw them away. Yep. And usually for me, it's both. It's warm them up, eat a couple of them and be like, no, I can do it. I can no, do, it's, yeah. it's still good. I, I can. I, I'm not going to throw them away. I really just want to like scoop ketchup into my mouth right now. Anyways, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then like eventually your jaw or your teeth start hurting and it's like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's, I've, 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 it's enough. I've, I've abs- I'm absolutely the person where I'm, I'm at my mom's and she's got like, you know, some bread and it's, and it's, or like a, maybe it's, 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 it's getting a little to that point where it's kind of hard. Right. But it was like a flavored bread. So it's tasty, but sure. it could be a crouton. It's like, and she's going to throw it's like, Oh no, I'll eat it. <laughs> you got to like, let it sit in your mouth for a while before you yep. can actually chew through the hot. It has book. to actually absorb some moisture from your mouth. 
But the flavor is still good. I it's don't want to throw the there. food out. Okay, I don't want to throw food out. <laughs> you and I are completely aligned on this. <laughs> but you have to admit that some food warms up better than others. Oh, hundred percent. And in fact, the I'll, sometimes I'll, you know I'll, I don't mind a cold. Sometimes I don't mind a cold. Um, sometimes the f- certain foods will definitely heat up better and it doesn't even matter like how long, I mean, obviously after a certain amount of time it would matter, but in, in a normal, you know, I'm not eating mold here. I'm not totally right, right, right. crazy. Sometimes until I'll, it starts changing colors, I, I, I have been known to cut the bolty part off and then eat what's left if it's not crossed over completely. <laughs> so I've probably ingested mold spores, but you know what? I don't ever get sick and maybe that's why. Maybe I've got magic mold growing inside of me. If that is... you hit a point of food poisoning like <laughs> I hit a couple of years ago, yeah. you will probably be more skittish because that was one of the worst months of my life. <laughs> I've 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 heard that before from people. Oh, actually, I, we've talked about it and I've definitely my I've been very fortunate when it comes to that. And that has not happened. But I, oh, I was if it ever for does. 34 years or so. Yeah, like if it and ever does, I would I would refer to things as food poisoning when it was not even in my life that were not food poisoning because I now understand what food poisoning feels like and I feel bad <laughs> for referring to like slight intestinal upset as food poisoning in the past. You you knew not what you know now. I I could not have known. <laughs> but yeah, before that point, I was pretty much like, yeah, you know, Throw it on the counter, eat it off the ground. Who cares? I don't, I don't, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been on the ground for 20 seconds. It's fine. It's like, I just, fine. I just vacuumed. Okay? It's just cheesecake. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just <laughs> going to pick everything up. It's no big deal. <laughs> anyway, that was Pokemon Puzzle League. <laughs> Go listen. If you have Amazon Prime, you can listen to Pokemon to be a master. Uh, and right depending for... on whether or not I find a version of the, uh, can we, maybe we can find like a broken MIDI of it and then we can still throw it up. Then it'll just sound really, really bad. The broken MIDI of Actually, it is what's in the game. I was just about to say, let's just get the signal. We can totally do it. It's, it's totally okay. It's a hundred percent. Okay. It might be, you will all find out in about five seconds if it's okay or not. <laughs> Have a good one.